And I spread a song so you can sing along With my special guest star or two You like to sing and dance And this podcast by chance Explores musicals for you Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Life's But a Song, a podcast that likes to live in the land of musicals. I'm your host, John, and with me is a super special guest. She is the host of The Show Must Go On line, aha, pun, um, which now turned into its own podcast, right? B-Way Show, the podcast. It's B-Way Show herself, Shoshana. Yay! Thanks for having me on. Thanks for coming on. <laughs> um, this is great because uh, you mostly do a visual medium, and now you're starting the audio. How do you feel about that? Or is this is this your first like podcast that you're on without being your own project? That is such a great question. This whole starting from the audio side of things rather than going like visual and audio to audio is such a different world. It's a whole new world. We will be singing today. Just you wait. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but it is it's very interesting having like this microphone and this specific headset that I've worked through doing my live series, I found what works best. So it's really interesting being on someone else's series that's on this type of format. Cause I've been on other YouTube episodes or like live Instagrams, but nothing like this. So I'm very excited. Thanks for having me on. Well, thank you for saying yes, first of all. And thank you for suggesting this episode. I mean, I was a little trepidatious about it, because, like, in my opinion, it doesn't really count as a musical episode of a TV show. Uh, we're talking about Shit's Creek, Season 5, Episode 14, Life's but it, Life, Life is a Cabaret. I almost said my title. <laughs> <laughs> nope, wrong. Life is a Cabaret is the name. It's where they put on Cabaret, finally. It's so good. Obsessed. It's also the season finale for season five. So mm-hmm. this one was written by Daniel Le- Levy. Levy? Levy. 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 I can't pronounce names, so this is going to be fun. Um, <laughs> there are two songs in it from Cabaret, which the music is by John Kander and the lyrics are by Fred Ebb. And it's directed by Andrew Civadino and Daniel Levy. So proud of you. I don't know. Levy. The episode premiered on April 9th, 2019. So like, not that long ago, two years ago. And according to IMDb, Stevie is nowhere to be found on opening night for Cabaret. David attempts to make a big announcement. So luckily for this one, I actually went back and watched, rewatched all of season five. Yeah, um, because when you when you first told me about it, I remember that it was the season finale, and like this show, unlike when I did Scrubs a couple episodes ago, mm-hmm. this show like builds upon builds. They'll make like a reference to something that happened earlier, but it will be just like a throwaway line. I don't know. Did you rewatch it? 
I was tempted to rewatch all of it. I've watched, I watched the whole season or the whole series pretty recently. So I knew that if I started to rewatch part of it, I was just going to start again all the way from the beginning because I love Schitt's Creek. I'm wearing a Rose Apothecary <gasps> shirt. Stop. <laughs> I have a, I have a Rose Apothecary tote bag and yes. I got a keychain for room seven and it's funny i was looking at this keychain the other day that i have on my keys i live on the seventh floor of a building so i was just like it's a joke (laughs) (laughs) i I got it i made it funny on accident that's so funny i love this journey for you thank you it was very like self-discovery happening (laughs) um how did you come across the show that's a great question. Oh, oh and by yeah. the way, my pup Slimbo says hi. <laughs> yes, yes, he is your co-host, if I'm not mistaken, on your uh, YouTube series and everything. So true. Yes, <laughs> having doing these interviews during quarantine means having your pup running around. Oh. And it, especially on a visual medium, you can see him running in and out. So I highly recommend you checking that out. But hopefully it won't be too distracting just on this audio. <laughs> so, um, and I, so if it does get really bad, I'll close the door. But I have noticed that if I close the door, he will just scratch at the door and want to come in. And then he'll want to go out. So it's just actually easier to do this. And then I'll mute my mic when I'm not talking. Anyway, <laughs> now you get a good behind the scenes. Of Ooh, the show we got, we're getting all, all the back the behind the scenes dirt on your, your show. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> all right. So, so I asked, so how, did, Creek. how did you come across the show originally? Yeah. That's a great question. So one of my show trions, Andy, show trions are the BUA show Patreon squad, and they're awesome. And a few of the members had been watching it, and they would make references, and Andy would talk about it nonstop. And I was like, all right, like, I guess I should watch it. And I started watching the first few episodes. And for anyone who has seen Shit's Creek, and you've seen the first few episodes, and you're like, oh, boohoo, rich white family loses everything. Why do I care? And she's like, keep watching, you will love them. It's like, dives deeper and it shows like all these different aspects to it. And I was like, okay, okay. And so of course, like, throughout the first series, the first season i'm really liking it and then second season i'm very invested third season fourth fifth and then six i'm crying everywhere so (laughs) so i'm very grateful that she told me to push on and for anyone else who is thinking of watching it or who's listening to this episode and being like oh you know i only gave it a couple episodes it gets better you need to keep watching do season one give yourself a full season because, mm-hmm. like, Catherine O'Hara Ugh. acts circles around these people. And, you know, I mean, they're already acting the shit out of the show. But, like, she takes it to a new level. She's a legend. She is <laughs> yeah. comedy gold. She And this episode especially, I feel like, gives you a really strong look at Moira Rose. And just fabulous. So this is season five, like I said. Is this your favorite season after watching all of it? Ooh, I know my I know my answer. Uh, favorite, you know, it's so interesting. I do love this season, and I love the sixth season. I mean, I 
I just love this episode so much because you've got this show that I already love and I love musicals and now you're putting on a musical episode and you're getting to hear these actors sing their hearts out and put on this amazing choreography. So (laughs) I don't know if I could give you a favorite season per se. I do really like uh, probably fifth or sixth if if I had to choose, if I had to choose, it's a tie. Mm. Mine is season three when Patrick shows up. I mean, I love Patrick so much. Because that, that, that whole build. Okay, so obviously we're going to spoil things for you guys. Not sorry Total about spoiler. it. Total um, spoiler alert for the whole series. Like, if you're listening <laughs> yeah. right now, know that there will be many, many spoilers. Now is your time to pause the podcast, watch, watch the series. The series and, then, <laughs> and then come back to it. Obviously, you'll miss a, miss a few episodes, so you'll just have to binge listen to me. Um, the best. But season three is when David is getting his shit together and doing the Rose Apothecary. He's creating it. And... The introduction of Patrick and then the slow burn of them like dating but not dating and then the kiss at the end of season three. Oh my god, it's so beautiful. So that's why I like season three. Season four does give you the Tina Turner song, which we need to talk about this because if we're using Shit's Creek musical episode, I also have in my notes obviously all of the simply the best because Noah uh-huh. Reed singing that. I listen to it all the time. His rendition is beautiful. And then we've got Dan Levy's rendition of it. <laughs> so where good. he lip syncs to it but does a little like cutesy dance to it. Oh my god. Can I tell you, I find myself to be David. And during this pandemic, I'm really identifying a lot with David because there's some, (laughs) to get a little personal, in one of the episodes, he's talking to Ted. I want to say it's season four. He he says that he's been burned so many times that he's basically like a marshmallow. And I was like, that's me. (laughs) So... So I'm just still waiting for my Patrick. It's going to be fine. <laughs> Gosh. But yeah, this the the show does things with songs. Because like you also have the Jazzagals and they're performing um, at Alexis's graduation when they perform. Uh-huh. I'm crying my eyes out. <laughs> Simply the Best is another one. But this season... You have four noteworthy songs. Three of them are from Cabaret. And then one of them became a pop song on accident. La, 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 la. So, (laughs) which is a little bit Alexis, which comes about in, ooh, episode eight? Yes. Episode eight, it's the... I, like I said, I rewatched this, so I took little <laughs> notes here and there. Just so we now I'm going to. About. So episode eight, it's like the final days of the auditions, and they haven't found Sally. Jocelyn wants Alexis to audition, and Moira <laughs> the whole time is like, "No, <laughs> it's okay. We don't need her to audition. No, no, it's okay." <laughs> <laughs> they end up giving 
Alexis Kit Kat dancer number six. And the joke is that they're still looking for a, a Sally. And they're like, so you picked nobody over me. <laughs> Annie Burn. Murphy, I love you. Come on the spot. Uh- <laughs> Annie Murphy is golden. Love also, her. I read, did you know this? That she wrote a little bit, Alexis? And choreographed it herself. <laughs> but she also had help with her husband, uh, Menno Verstig, I'm sorry, and their friend Nixon Boyd, both of whom were members of a Canadian indie rock band, Colorado, uh, which were together <laughs> from 2007 to 2019. Look at your fun facts. Yeah, I go deep. <laughs> I love this. Well, so like I thought, I thought Dan uh, Levy Levy wrote Levy. It. Levy. Just think how you would normally pronounce it in like a Dan Levy, and then think, no, that's not right. It's Levy. It's like it's the Chevy, water. but Levy. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> Put the Chevy to the Levy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I thought Dan Levy wrote it because. I don't know if he actually is musical, but, like, I wouldn't be surprised if he was. (laughs) Did you see his episode on SNL recently? Uh, Bits and bobs of it, yeah. (laughs) He is so amazing. I'm trying to think of all the right words to say, but it was truly probably one of my favorite full-on episodes that I've seen of SNL in a while. Highly recommend it. Yes. He's fun. Like, even in his monologue where he was very humbled, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. Yeah. Um, but in, and on this show, like, he's... Have you met him? Have you met... Be honest. Have you met him? Oh, my God. I, I love that you think I could have, but no, I have not. <laughs> I wish. I, I mean, you did meet Paul Rudd, so, like... <laughs> True. True, true, true. Yes. But he seems, story. Like, he seems like even though this show blew up and yes, now it's over. So he has to like do the thing, which is start like hooking or, 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 or freelancing again. He just seemed very grounded. Totally. And I think it's also really interesting if you consider the fact, A, that Eugene Levy is his father, who's him and... Catherine Catherine O'Hara just go way back and are these like duo of dynamite. So you have this like father that is so famous. They choose to live in Canada over LA so that they're kind of out of the spotlight. And then you also have to remember that Schitt's Creek wasn't that big until recently, right? Like I want to say maybe it was season three when they were getting, when Patrick showed up. Yeah. Because they got like the backing from LG- the LGBT community. True. And I think the move from pop, well, of course it was on pop, but then also being on Netflix, giving it that wider mm. range audience. So that, like, it was famous for a while, or like maybe season three. I think you're right. I'm trying to think of the actual timing. And then during, uh, <laughs> I was going to combine the pandemic and quarantine. During quarantine, and people are at home watching things and everyone's like, oh, you know, I've heard that show Shit's Creek is really good. Maybe I should actually give it a watch. And I really think that's a huge reason that it's got, it's gotten even more of a following. Obviously, it was huge beforehand and they had these concerts that they were going on that were sold out. But this 
gave it a new life and then of course it won like every emmy ever <laughs> right and you there are see, a lot of aspects uh, i've been seeing articles as of this recording about annie murphy's like next steps oh she has a few things coming up she's got a a show on amc coming out and then allegedly she signed up for a russian doll season two i saw that so and then it's just a matter of like what's stan levy gonna do yeah exactly because like eugene and Catherine, they they're fine (laughs) (laughs) they're fine they're fine i also want to know what sarah levy's gonna do next right twyla the fact that twyla is his sister in real life (laughs) yeah i know such a family affair and then of course like we're saying with patrick noah reed noah's voice is just so beautiful we were talking about the simply the best but that version you can listen to it on spotify or whatever it is such a chill like you're walking in the field let's just say hypothetically you're taking your dog for a walk in the field (laughs) hypothetically hypothetically (laughs) that is like the perfect chill vibe song and then it like you know how spotify suggests other songs based off of what you're searching for and so that whole playlist that just came to follow from listening to that one song i'm like yes i love this journey for me so we don't actually see his audition for cabaret Mm. um we see in episode seven that's when it's brought up that cabaret is happening and that's when you hear that uh moira did a production in 1979 and recounts that she got six ovations on its closing night and blah 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 and that's when she like strongholds her way to become the director and makes jocelyn the ad but um i don't know let's speculate what do you think he used to audition Ooh, like within the show we're saying that we don't get Uh to see so so just a reminder though he was auditioning for cliff right 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 and it's so interesting because it is such a different vibe than the song we were just talking about right this Mm -hmm. like soulful artsy simply the best rendition and then you've got the mc in cabaret which is so different so yeah i guess you're right that they that he auditioned for this other role and they were like wait patrick could be the mc well yeah because he was they were doing scene work Mm. and and moira at the end of the scene uh, end of that scene in the show was just like and now we have our mc everyone (laughs) and she tries (laughs) to convince jocelyn that since he's like their best talent that they have to make him the mc i feel like he wouldn't audition with a broadway song i feel like it would be another like pop song or like indie song like that like simply the best but not that because he's already been there done that i'm going to john denver for whatever reason like a john denver song country roads maybe but like yeah i'm trying to think because it is clear that he is this voice of an angel and Mm -hmm. regardless of how it might be a different vibe it's still once you have a talent in this small town of Shit's creek that you want to take advantage of this talent so what would he yeah i also kind of love though that he doesn't think of himself in that way until he's pushed in that direction right hmm. yeah i, I mean I, I know i don't mean to put you on the spot you could you could we could speculate till the till yeah. the crows come 
The crows have <laughs> eyes, the crowing. Which oh that was gosh. this season, and I'm so happy. <laughs> and then the ending. Okay, we're going to fast forward for a hot second to the end of this episode, which, once again, spoilers, but, like, Dan and... Patrick, Dan and Patrick, David and Patrick are, you know, going on this whole adventure of attempting to let everyone know that they are now engaged. And uh-huh. Dan has written this whole thing about it's so, you know, Dan and David, such similar names, same actor. It'll happen. Well, uh, get, we understand that. You, get you, used to it. For, <laughs> Interchangeable. For, for us in the know, we understand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I just love that they have like written this whole thing where. David has planned this whole coming of story. Oh, we met at this time and we're going to tell you after Cabaret. And Moira, as his mother, is just like, you and Patrick have your whole lives to celebrate. This is just one night. And then, of course, at the end of the episode, finds out that the crow's film is being po- is being shelved. And she's like, no, and locks herself right. in a closet. And wow. Meanwhile, meanwhile, Ted is on his way. Um, Ted, Alexis's boyfriend, is on his way to the Galapagos Island, and she's going to finish out the run of Cabaret to then go. But then she, if I remember correctly, in season six, she doesn't go because she's helping her mom out. Oh my gosh. The the storyline between Alexis and Ted, which, by the way, when she goes... He's going to Galapago now. I lost it. <laughs> you want to know when I lost it? I mean, not in a laughing way, but in a crying way. Two episodes prior to this one. Because that's the one where it's Patrick's surprise birthday party. And his parents come in. Yes. Uh, oh at, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to like cry for seven hours into your pint of Ben and Jerry's half-baked ice cream like I do all the time uh you would watch that episode that's so I know well and that also when Alexis and Ted have this heartbreaking moment where it's like they know that being together would be wonderful but each of their journeys have led them in such different ways that Ted needs to continue this is season six now and it just like will make you ball for days but ted is like you know he needs to go do this research opportunity and alexis needs to continue on this path of being her own self-made woman and she's learning all these new skills and they just decide together that it would be best if they went their separate ways but they still love each other and they're telling this at the diner and i'm just crying on my couch oh my gosh it was so beautiful. God, I need to rewatch the entire series. Again. I know. Anyway, let's talk cabaret now. So Life you've got is the cabaret. <laughs> so in this episode, there you see Vilkuman, and maybe this time, but in the episode before, you see them rehearse Mummy, mm. um, and that's because in that episode. Stevie and Patrick are seeking outside help because the choreography is literally all over the place. <laughs> like they're, yeah. they're, they're turning, they're throwing money, they're kicking, they're doing this, doing that. Like I was watching and I was just like, I wonder what it was like to actually choreograph that. And 
if that's like them really not breathing because I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> yeah, I was actually just watching this video of the choreographer who choreographed the cabaret for the series. And let me let me see if I can pull up his name. I was just watching this on YouTube. It's actually really cool. You can see him being the DMC and having like seeing all the background dancers rehearsing around him basically they do this a lot for shows where the cast where the um where the oh, yeah. stars might come in after it's all polished and everything so that they're not you know going through this whole process but it was really cool to see the the dancers doing these fantastic moves hold on i'm going to go search for this keep going um the, they seek out, outside help in episode 12 and then episode 13, which is the one that we're talking... Uh, nope, episode 14 is the one that we're talking about now. So two episodes, I should say. They do Vilkoman, which if you were, were to watch Money and Vilkoman back to back, you get the sense that it's two different choreographers. But again, who knows how much time has passed in the world of the show between those two, these two episodes it's always interesting that how how they were doing things outside of rehearsal and they just wrote them out and they were like we're hiding from your mom (laughs) (laughs) yes right oh my gosh so okay i found it jeff dimitrio i hope i'm pronouncing that correctly Um, no one fact checks us here so it's fine (laughs) fabulous no i i really always try to get names pronounced correctly if you ever hear me mispronounce the name please let me know so on youtube uh, it's he wrote when I choreograph for film and TV, I work with a team. I select to create a skeleton of the piece before I bring the actors in. And it was really cool seeing like the the Vilkoman performance, but with him in the center, and then just in like a rehearsal studio rather than this finished product that we see with Patrick front and center and all made up, and the makeup's fabulous. And I just and you I have... truly love it. You have Alexis and Twyla and Stevie as well there, where yes. I know I, I I know it's supposed to be a joke about Alexis and like she's not really that talented, but like she held her own in that song. <laughs> I oh yeah, I'm intrigued to see the rest of the show. <laughs> you know, it's so funny whenever they do shows like this where they're cutting between the on stage and then of course moira in the wing and then you see ted and dan in the ted and david in the in the audience and all the audience cast members i love seeing that but i'm also like wait can we also get a version that is just the choreography and the singing and no cutaways i just want to see them perform this whole number right and then we go to moira and stevie so like i know that they the imdb summary mentions that stevie is nowhere to be found who cares she comes to she finds she finds her way to the show and everything but during the show moira and stevie have this beautiful moment that if you're not crying during that moment two seconds later you're going to be bawling your eyes out because the whole this whole season this whole like second half of the season when Stevie's cast, mm-hmm. she's just like, why, why did you cast me? Why this? And like, um, when Moira cast her, she's like, this is, stu- I, I mean, this is stunt casting. I know, but like, <laughs> it feels like you need to release your 
energy that you're you've been ha- building up and she calls her cool during this episode and everything and ah uh, I'm crying my eyes out but yeah. then she goes on stage to sing maybe this time <sighs> oh dead dead yes. dead 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 <laughs> yeah no that's such a great point especially their their conversation when they're backstage and she's still like I can't get this right this whole episode is basically David's character talking about being engaged and her being excited for him but also being like ev- things are happening for everyone right mm-hmm. like people are coming into their own and they're finding their Patrick and they're doing this but Emily Hampshire's character is just like she lives in Schitt's Creek she said I I think she said I don't want to be witnessing all of this from behind the counter and so right. this this character the Sally Bowles it's really like this beautiful combination of what she's experiencing and then Moira backstage is like no I'm talking about Sally and that's of course giving um her even this extra added point of oh maybe I can do it maybe I can pull from my life experiences and actually be able to do this and I just love how she takes everyone's breath away right that everyone in the audience is sitting back and then they're like at the edge of their seat and of course give her the standing ovation and I love when David turns to this random person and goes that's my friend (laughs) (laughs) like you can you can tell that they were actually friends but off screen and everything oh yeah that song it's been a while since i've seen the show but i feel like it's it's in the in the moment in the show where sally bowles's life has gone to shit creek creek (laughs) bazinga and she's got to like put the smile on because she's now Mm -hmm. performing yeah and that's what maybe this time is well wait no i did read that maybe this time was written for the movie cabaret and then after that they added it into the show Mm. so little liza minnelli doing it so well that they're like we gotta have it back in (laughs) god damn it liza happy belated birthday liza actually you want to hear a fun fact about liza minnelli i love fun facts about liza minnelli liza minnelli saw me perform a musical in high school (laughs) stop I went to Edgemont High School in Westchester, right near Scarsdale. It's so small. We just, <laughs> it's just a school district. We don't even have a P.O. box. And there must have been um, like a family friend was Liza's family friend. And I remember, I don't have like a picture with her. I was looking through this recently, but I do have, I think she like, she came backstage and she said something to all of us. And I remember all of us just being like, what is happening right now? And there's this added pressure when you're like, Liza's in the audience watching me do this little high school performance of whichever show we were doing at that time. And I've always thought this might be the coolest, weirdest thing that's ever happened to me as a as a fun ensemble member in my high school musicals. <laughs> that's amazing. Yes, I, yes. All right. So back to the episode, though. I got a question. <laughs> Fair. Kind yeah. of does tie in with Liza because she was in Cabaret. Do you feel like Cabaret was like the right show to use as the metaphor for everything that was going on? Or do you feel like there's a better show that they could have done? They could have added. 
I personally. personally love it. I love that choice. I think especially for the character, for Emily's character ha going through this, like, I feel like I'm stuck and then having this big moment and, and having this moment where she's able to actually just be like, I'm the center. I'm singing my heart out. I can do this. And even Patrick showing this range that, you know, the whole episode, David's being kind of like, ah, I want this to be perfect and it can't be perfect. And I don't know. And Patrick's like, it'll be fine. Let's get through the show. And then we can worry about the future. And that's kind of a great message about everything, right? Like, we get so in our heads about all of these big moments and when can I make this perfect announcement and oh, do we have everything lined up and can we do this? And yet at the end of the day, the show must go on. And right. I, I do love that it also brings in the whole Moira history of Cabaret of it all. I don't, I don't know if you noticed, but in the episode, Ted is holding up their playbill, which they call, um, I wrote this down. It obviously doesn't say playbill, but it says a Schitt's Creek musical. And then on the back of it, you see Moira's like headshot from a long time ago. <laughs> so in that sense, I do think it's the perfect musical because it's such a classic. So of course it's a classic that Moira would have been in and starred in and gotten all these accolades from, but also shows how this like newer generation can take hold of something and make it their own. I mean, I don't care one way or another. I was just wondering if you had any ideas. If, <laughs> you know, just trying to make a little more conversation with it. Because I, um, I feel like Vilkoman was obviously a good song because it's the really the only like ensemble song that's like bright and happy. And then maybe this time does work for what's going on with Stevie's life. They could have added another one in my opinion, but like whatever. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I know. I would have loved a third proper number. I know the episodes are so short and they wanted to have all these other storylines go through. Mm -hmm. But I was like, ooh, are we gonna get it? Oh. But two, you know, two is pretty great. I also, before I forget, I want to bring up in the beginning of the episode david says good luck honey and patrick responds it's a break a leg <laughs> and i love that attention to detail for like any theater people because people will always say good luck and they're like it's break a leg and people are like that's so aggressive it's like it is but that's also what it is and then later in the episode moira is reading this card that says break all your legs from the emsdale arts club <laughs> And they're like, well, maybe a little aggressive and too much, an appreciated message. I love that little nod for us theater geeks. Yeah, because we could tell you the etymology of it, but you can also <laughs> look on Google. Totes. I think we covered everything. Is there anything else though that you want to talk about from this show or this episode or this season or whatever? Thank you for asking. I, <laughs> I truly love this show and especially this episode. And anytime that you bring a musical into a show that you already like with these highly talented individuals, right? Like anything with some musical fun, that could be good. But especially when you've got this high caliber performance and these bright colors and the dancing and kicking their face with their legs, right? Like you've got these world-class dancers, then you've got these singers and you're putting on this production that everyone knows and loves. And it's just like, 
it made me so happy because it wasn't spoiled for me. I didn't know that they were going to do this. I just went through the season watching this whole journey happen. And I was just blown away. I was so happy. I know we spoke about that you're going to do this Supergirl and the Flash episode with someone else, which I'm not bitter about at all because I talk about that all the I'm time. I'm sorry. It's, it's <laughs> first come, first serve whenever people are claiming episodes. And that's in the super future. Huzzah! <laughs> <laughs> Surprise! <a> super friend. <laughs> so, <laughs> Magic like of that... podcasting. <laughs> yes. Well, that... Like when that happened, I was like, oh my goodness, these musical people are coming together and giving us superhero comic book and musical fans something to like totally be obsessed with about. And then of course, like you've got Jeremy Jordan and Darren Chris guest stars on that episode amongst the actual like cast that does this every day. So when you've got a show like this in Schitt's Creek where they reference musicals throughout and they have some other singing numbers that we talked about earlier on in this episode and then you kind of like wrap it up in a nice bow and give us that actual musical high production value i really appreciated that based off of the revival i want to say they they have the because you have uh patrick dressed as alan cumming in the revival which uh, guys, like, if you're gonna if you're gonna do your production of cabaret, enough with the suspenders. We get it; it's been done. Do your own thing. Oh, put him in but some I, tails. I don't care. <laughs> you know, I would recommend everyone watch the Joel Gray and Liza Minnelli cabaret, and then watch this, and then like also look into the original Broadway company, and then, like you said, there have been a million revivals throughout, you know, actual Broadway, off-Broadway, regional. There's so many different cabaret productions because it's it's so, <laughs> it's such a classic. And of course it hits on a lot of important subjects, you could say for sure. And I, I just, I love it. And I love how they pulled it off. And uh, the only thing that I could have made it better, imagine if they had like Liza and Joel in the audience or something and they just like cut to them. Dreams. But they weren't Liza and Joel. They were characters. They were like. Exactly. Townies. (laughs) Yeah. I'm in. I'm in for that. Well, this is actually a good segue point into a segment I like to call Sharp and Flat. Sharp. Flat. So in this section, obviously, we talked a lot about Schitt's Creek in in the last however many minutes. Um, We're going to highlight moments. If we liked it, it's sharp. And if we hated it, it's flat. Um, Or, you know, if you want something to change or whatever. What are your sharps? Do you have... Do you have sharps? (laughs) I feel like the whole episode was sharp. I said that too! (laughs) So the the specific moments that I will, I feel like I'm saying this a bunch, but I just, I really love the two numbers that they chose because they show such variety of production that you've got Patrick's character singing this joyful and over the top and these amazing dance numbers and choreography. And even you see Alexis like doing her best in the background, but also 
being a very talented actor. And then you've got Stevie singing this classic song beautifully, making everyone in the audience and Moira cry. Very sharp for me. Are we going to stick with all the sharps first and then I'll tell you? Okay. So you, it's like you do sharps, I do sharps, you do flats, I do flats. Mm. So. Perfect. Okay. I will hold my sharps right now. Please. Oh, no. You keep going with your sharps. Oh, okay. you do. You do all your sharps. I'll do all mine. Then you do all your flats and then I'll do all my flats. Perfect. I, I love a good pun. I love totally sharp when Alexis says Ted's going is about to Galapago now. <laughs> Strong move. Totally like cute in the moment. And also sharp Stevie and David's relationship. Just the fact that here's this huge moment where David, who, as you mentioned earlier, has had his heart broken so many times and feels like, can he even be loved? And then Patrick proposes and now they're engaged. And of course, Patrick and David have these cute moments, but so do David and Stevie and her taking this moment out of her big day when she is the star of this show to go get these monogram towels for David. It's just... It's such a cute small point, but also like a large point to show like, hey, regardless of what happens in the future, we are here together. Well, so this is the season of Amir. Do you remember him? Oh, my God. How, yes. Do I remember him? How yeah. he? Oh, he was so great. And then he breaks her heart and then he becomes an asshole. Ugh. Boo. Yeah. And like the episode that he becomes an asshole is at the awards ceremony. Oh, my gosh. This for the so hotel awards. And. She's there with um, Eugene Levy, comedy genius, but like beautiful actor. He has that, they have a moment where like, you know, they won the award and there's, and he's so excited and he wants to go party and everything. And she's just like, I got dumped. And he's, and he's, has a beautiful, like touching moment where he's like, I'll get your coat and back and we'll go. And I'm just, ah, oh, I'm going to cry thinking about it. Um, that was one of the most beautiful moments in this series. Just this pure compassion. They both knew what a big moment this was. And yet at the end of the day, they sacrificed celebrating partying because Stevie got dumped and needed to just chill. And that was a beautiful moment. Yeah. And I I get it because like the great thing about the show is that they find humanity in themselves and from season three onward they have these beautiful pockets of moments that um if you're not crying you really don't have a heart like (laughs) or if you don't feel something you don't have a heart i should say but with this episode like i mentioned um i i fucking my sharp is this whole episode uh but if i have to like pick certain moments Moira and Stevie backstage where she calls her cool. Oh, Intim, maybe this time. Oh my God. I agree with you about her, about Stevie's relationship with David. Cause like, um, they both hate the town. So, (laughs) so, and he's the, he's the first one to call her cool out of the whole family. Mm. So they have this like, awesome relationship where they almost dated for a little bit but like (laughs) that's fine it's whatever yeah love them together 
to... But, like, as friends and and everything. Right, not the thruple. Not right. the thruple. Oh, my God. That whole storyline was hilarious. <laughs> Insane. Um, do you have any flats from this episode? So, what I'm going to say is, like, no, but if I had to be picky, here's what I would say. Right? So, like, this is... You don't me... have to be picky. You can just <laughs> say no. I was picky with mine because I like yeah. to at least have one since right. I'm the host and everything. Oh, so <laughs> the only thing I would say is like I have very David Rose esque feelings when I feel like I've planned this whole thing and I have this whole announcement and I'm so excited to share it with people. And then like something happens and I think it works brilliantly in this episode, but it just like it hurts to watch him effort like time after time try to make this big announcement and he keeps being overshadowed and interrupted and he's you know it doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things because they end up having this beautiful wedding which also like those shenanigans that happened that day is, is a whole nother thing but yeah the only like flat thing i would say and i know it was done on purpose is that david is trying to have this great moment with his family and friends and like help him share in the love of him and Patrick and no one will let him. <laughs> Wait, it, during the wedding, don't the Jazza girls sing simply the best when they, when <gasps> Yes. Like, oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> Tina, Tina Turner, wherever you are, if you're listening to this, thank you for Yeah, and uh Slims agree with me. Um, thank you for creating that song and giving them the rights to it because, oh my fucking God. Sorry, continue. <laughs> well, and just on that whole subject, I don't know if you got a chance to see Adrian Warren as Tina in the Tina Turner musical. Oh, yeah. Phenomenal. Like, what oh, yeah, that... is this human being's talent? It is all oh, inspiring. That was, that was the last show I saw before the pandemic. but i mean i'm starting this so whatever i'm waiting for the movie version of that do you have any more flats or was that really like the only nitpicky one you can find yep that's the only one just because it felt like personal right like that i could pull from this but the rest of it was just and just this isn't a flat but i just i love how stevie's like you told me to to blur everyone else out so then i left my phone at home and now no one could get in touch with me and everyone's frantic like i know that feeling of like you know when your internet goes down or your phone died or something and and you're like i can't get in touch with you and everyone's like i'm trying to get in touch with you and there's this whole thing and then moira oh my god we haven't even spoken about the fact that moira was gonna go on (laughs) (laughs) yeah but who's who's not surprised at that (laughs) so good so those yeah those are all my thoughts um, mine is that there's not enough songs. Like I would, I want all the songs from Cabaret or at least like not, if not in this episode trickled throughout the season. Cause like you, the, what did I say? We started with episode seven and then we go to episode 14 and within those seven, eight episodes, you have one other Cabaret song. I think I think we could have gotten the titular song. Or maybe Patrick coming to ladies. Just something. Yep. But that's just, again, that's just me being nitpicky. Um, 
because I I have to be. <laughs> totally. I wonder how much just from like the financial oh, side, oh. how much it is to like get the rights to do each of those songs and then also with like simply the best, right? That they've done so many big number songs. I wonder I, for Canadian. I wonder program. if it was like a trade kind of a thing where it's like we will play your version of it so and like advertise the shit out of it but can we also sing it (laughs) i'm always Uh, curious with those aspects like i haven't looked into it so if you have please tag me BYU show i want to (laughs) know let us know um and then last lastly i mean there's only two songs in this episode but like if you could would you add them to like your life's playlist and like when you're in a field, instead of listening to Simply the Best, you're listening to Vilkoman? I already do. Great. I mean, we'll throw money in. I feel like I, I, I'm the same way. I'll, I'll, I I downloaded a little bit of Lexus because <laughs> la, I fucking la, 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 love la, la. it. <laughs> but like <laughs> the songs from the show within, the, the songs from Cabaret yeah. are perfect. And with that said, we are done with the episode my lady show uh what do you want to plug or promote obviously talk about your um you have some time now talk about uh the show must go on line 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 line, line, line. john i'm so glad you asked well it is so much fun to do the show must go online i started it when quarantine started because I thought, well, if I can't interview theater people at these big events and at opening nights and galas and Broadway and Bryant Park, I was thinking if we're not having these interviews in person, why not connect via the internet? I mean, it's this wonderful way that it doesn't matter where in the world you are, what time zone, We've had so many wonderful, wonderful guests. And what's really nice too is it's not just Broadway stars in quotes, right? It's people behind the scenes. It's the writers, it's uh, dressers, it's people who are involved in all these different aspects and who are doing things during this time when live theater is closed. Yet there are so many beautiful avenues that the theater community can get together, whether it's these virtual galas or podcasts. And that's why I'm so excited to announce that you, my friend, will be on today's episode. Yay! Yes, so if you're (laughs) listening to this, Prior to, when do you usually go live on YouTube? What time? 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. No, 2 p.m. Pause. 2 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time. So if you're listening to this um, prior to 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time, be sure to go to YouTube.com slash, what is it? What is YouTube? If you had over to B Show, if you just type in B Show on YouTube, it'll come up and you will see this wonderful little collage of John's life on my YouTube channel. And you will say, This is definitely the episode I am looking for. And you'll click on it. You'll also like and subscribe because you're so cool. Yes. And comment if you want to. Nice comments, please. Thank you, everyone. We like nice comments. 
And that's actually a great point because part of the cool thing of doing the live YouTube series is that there's fan interaction. So if you ever have questions or comments, we look at them live and I always take in audience questions throughout the episode. It's super fun. Oh my God, now I'm super excited to do this. Obviously we're recording this beforehand because hello, (laughs) she's got to edit by herself. But, uh, and then, so you, you have the lives and then you turn them into a podcast. Exactly. Yeah. I, there was a lot of people, there were a lot of people that said, I love these interview series, but I'd love to be able to listen to them when I went for a walk, when I did the dishes, when I took my dog for a walk, because that's different than going for a normal walk by yourself. But like, come on, dog walks are the best. So there's Slimbo has really infiltrated my life (laughs) and my heart so much that now I like can't imagine life without him. For anyone who loves dogs and cats and like hamsters, but really I'm (laughs) all of the above. Do you have a pet that you love? (laughs) I feel ya. So, so yeah, I, I realized that Recently, this is actually, I've been editing Lauren Boyd from Hamilton and Wicked's National Tour and so many fabulous things. She was my 100th episode of The Show Must Go Online, which was so exciting. She is just phenomenal. And I'm editing this episode now. Of course, we are talking in the past and you're listening to this in the future. So by now... (laughs) Her episode's episode's outline. Go enjoy Lauren Boyd on BYU Show the Podcast. (laughs) But uh, you were saying that you started uh, the show must go online during quarantine. Before that, what did you do with your interviews? Oh, great question. Yeah. So my YouTube channel has really a variety of content. Whatever you're looking for. If you're a theater fan, this is a good YouTube channel for you because... I would I would interview a bunch of people from like Broadway opening nights and like I said Broadway and Bryant Park is a great example because I would go backstage and then I would film the performances so I've got Shoshana Bean singing she used to be mine oh my goodness what a performance it's stunning and like Alex Brightman from Beetlejuice. So I interviewed him before the show went on. The show, 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 show. (laughs) Speaking of show bean, we were like, show, 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 show. It was great. Mine, mine. So so that's what's so great and fun is that you can listen to performances, a lot of Broadway and theater performances, or you can watch interviews or you could watch both. And there are a whole bunch of playlists to make your viewing experience even better. So there's like this Broadway and beyond playlist that just has hours and hours of just music, no interviews, just you can listen to Anthony Ramos sing to Jasmine Cephas Jones. You can listen to Beetlejuice. You can listen to Darren Chris from Elsie Fest. There's just from all of these different events that I filmed, I've kind of put them all together. And then of course there's like these subsections that you can just watch all the be more chill content or all the waitress content and the lightning thief, so on and so forth. Oh, and then uh, what are your social handles? I know you have multiples now. It's so true. Yes. So you can find me at B-Way Show. That's B-W-A-Y-S-H-O. Like Broadway show Shauna. Definitely <laughs> make sure to leave out that W at the end of show. That's where a lot of people get get mixed up. But 
you can find me by Shaw on everything instagram twitter facebook tiktok youtube oh my god there's so many social medias so i'm trying to keep up and then by show podcast so that's b-w-a-y-s-h-o podcast on twitter and instagram and that's just for podcast information and then i'll also share stuff with the show must go online to kind of combine the two. So that's me on socials. And I love to hear from you. I just, I'm going to plug that in there that if you have any recommendations for who you'd like to see on the series or you really liked a video that I filmed, like, please, I love feedback. It's so much fun. I am a true theater fan. You know, I'm a professional journalist, but I'm also like such a theater geek. So please feel free to geek out with me. Well, I got a live tweet here during this thing saying that they just want me on your show forever and always. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> on repeat, repeat, repeat. On repeat. <laughs> well, no, well, you know, not the same conversation. Um, oh, totally. Just a segment. Don't worry, everyone. I know there was a lot of information that uh, show throughout there, <laughs> especially on spelling. I will throw it all in the show notes. In the That's show the notes. S-H-O-W notes. Um blasphemy uh, <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to reach out to the podcast uh i am my email is buttasongpod at gmail.com uh i'm on facebook instagram and twitter at buttasongpod uh give us your thoughts on everything i mean we did talk a lot about Shit's Creek. Do you like Shit's Creek? Do you consider this episode a musical episode? And am I wrong entirely? I will yes. admit that I'm wrong. <laughs> Just like plead your case. Um, Please. Join team show. <laughs> yeah, join team show, Shauna. <laughs> and uh, if you want, obviously be sure to check out whatever we talk about on your youtube live i'm kind of nervous and excited you'll Um, be wonderful and those remain on my youtube channel forever so if you are listening to this in the future and you missed the live recording of it you can still check it out don't worry you can wait until it goes on the podcast oh show the podcast uh and if you (laughs) want options and if you want to be part of next episode's conversation, we'll be talking about the Riverdale episode, Chapter 31, A Night to Remember, where the cast does carry the musical. Yay! Uh, thank show, you! This was great. Uh, make sure to check out, again, my time on show's show. <laughs> yep. Well, thank you so much. This was really wonderful. And Slim, thank you so much for, like not being loud all the time <laughs> you're welcome john <laughs> <laughs> that's my slim voice <laughs> oh, oh slim okay well, well, be... oh slim he says now you've been chatting for over an hour i get to make noise and attack it's fair it's true i'm so sorry to take mommy away from you slim <laughs> um and on that note because slim needs his mommy we, we're gonna go bye for now everyone Special thanks to Justin Johnson for creating the podcast's artwork and to Nick Bombasino for composing the theme song and the jingles in this podcast. And thank you to CastBox for hosting this podcast. Bye again, everyone, and have a musical day. <laughs>